Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. We are one church that meets in various locations across Greater Manchester. For more information about who we are and where we meet, please visit ChristchurchManchester.com. Now I wonder, what is the most unexpected thing that has ever happened to you? Have you ever received an unexpected gift that absolutely made your day? Or maybe you won first prize in a, in a raffle contest. Now this isn't perhaps the most amazing thing that ever happened. But when I was 18, I remember my older brother coming to visit me. And he'd brought me this really cool jacket from Bench. Remember Bench? And it was so cool. But the thing is, it wasn't really about the jacket. It was about the fact that my brother, who has probably never actually bought me a present before or since, had had seen this jacket and thought, oh, that's nice. I'm going to get it for my sister because my brother loves me. And I just felt so like delighted about the fact that my brother had been thinking about me. And as we think about Christmas, we are going to see that Christmas is really all about God's love for us. And and, um, for, for you and for me, Tim Keller said this, the founders of every major religion said, I'll show you how to find God. Jesus said, God, um, Jesus said, I am God who has come to find you. The birth of Jesus is God's most incredible gift to the world and to each one of us. It's God saying, I have come to find you. Over the last couple of weeks at church on Sunday mornings, we've been thinking about some of the people who were impacted by the birth of Jesus. Last week, Tom O'Toole helped us think about Mary, who was probably just a teenager. A girl with no position of power or voice was called favoured by God. And as one person writes, the God of the universe who made billions of stars and called them out by name chose to house himself in the fragile confines of a teenager's womb. And in doing so, God shows that he does not act according to our expectations. Everything about the birth of Jesus is unexpected. The king of the universe enters the world not born to royalty, but born to a teenage girl and her bewildered boyfriend. Not born in a palace, not protected by big palace gates with soldiers standing guard so that ordinary people like me and you can't get anywhere near, but born in a smelly outhouse. Jesus, right from the moment he was born, shows that he is going to be a different kind of king to any that the world has ever seen before. A servant king who who lays down all his power, who loved the poor and the lost so much that he entered the world, not to display his power, but to show his great love. And the passage that Talia read to us comes from Luke's gospel. And I love this, this gospel. It's a brilliant place to read all about how Jesus, the son of God, brings good news for everyone, for me and you. The birth of Jesus didn't 
just impact those who were around at the time. Jesus has been transforming lives, bringing hope and joy to the most ordinary and broken people since the moment he arrived. And wherever your heart is at this morning, whether you are happy or sad, full of hope or desperate, exhausted or at the end of yourself, or if life feels good for you right now, the God of the universe is here for you today. We're going to take a little bit of time looking at the announcement of Jesus to the shepherds tonight. But before we do that, I wonder if there's anyone here who got to play a shepherd in their school nativity, or maybe a sheep. So I want us to think about the shepherds for a minute. Okay, it's dark, it's maybe a bit chilly, and you're sat out in a big open field keeping watch over the sheep. Maybe there's a little fire going on. You've been living out in the field for weeks, maybe months, um, with the same group of people. You are so ready for a decent night's sleep, but you can't fall into a deep sleep in case a, a wild animal comes along and eats your sheep for its tea. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us very much about these shepherds, but we know that they're ordinary people working hard, doing their jobs. And being a shepherd out in a field must have been a pretty lonely job, like in that video we saw earlier. There was nowhere to wash, so they would have been dirty and smelly. Because of their jobs, people viewed them as ceremonially unclean. And that means that they were not seen as clean enough to worship God, um, to worship God with God's people in God's presence. The people around the shepherds at the time saw them as not clean enough, not good enough, and they were an unloved bunch of people. And it may not be our jobs or careers that can make us feel rejected or unloved. Um, there can be a whole bunch of other reasons that, that make us feel like that. But we can feel like that sometimes, can't we? Rejected, unloved. For me, my big brothers, I've got six brothers. My two older brothers were really super clever and they went off to fancy universities and, um, and they, were re they, they were just cleverer than me. And, it, and it let, I've always lived with a bit of a lie that says I'm not clever enough. But maybe for you, it's not about whether you're clever or not. Maybe it's, it's, I'm not rich enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not brave enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough friend. I'm not a good enough brother. I'm not a good enough daughter. I'm not a good enough colleague or, or work person. Sometimes the way that we've been treated by other people shapes how we feel about ourselves and we feel full of shame. Sometimes the decisions we have made, the way we have behaved, fills us with guilt and a sense of failure. I imagine that those shepherds were just like us and felt all those feelings too. So imagine how they must have felt when out of nowhere the sky lit up and, and these angels filled the skies, announcing the arrival of God to them. God chose to announce the incredible news of his arrival in Jesus 
to this bunch of lonely shepherds. Wow. They must have been completely astonished um, by the spectacular sight. They must have been completely shocked that God would choose to shoot, choose to share this good news with them. But he did. God chose to announce the coming of King Jesus to them, the smelly, rejected, unclean shepherds. You know, the Bible tells us this incredible story that right from the beginning of the world, right at the beginning, God's world was perfect and he loved the people that he had created. It says that everything was perfect. The, the whole world was perfect. There was, there was no crazy climate change weather because it was perfect. There was, there was no diseases or sicknesses or chronic pain. There was no relational breakdown, no wars, no pain, no death even. The world at the beginning did not look like it does today. But God, being a God of love, gave people the ability to make their own decisions, free will. But as soon as we human beings got an opportunity, we chose to go our own way instead of God's perfect way. And the whole world has been living in that mess ever since. But the Bible also tells us that hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, God had a plan to make things right again. A plan to give us new hearts, a new start, a clean slate, freedom, forgiveness, peace on earth and peace in our hearts. And one day, a brand new perfect world to live in. And his plan started with Jesus. This incredible announcement of the birth of Jesus to the shepherds is the beginning of God's plan to take back our hearts so that we can live fully alive lives. This is a huge moment in history. This is why Christmas is so important across the world. We know that many people just think that Christmas is about eating turkey and presents and getting together with, with family members that we actually find quite difficult. But Christmas is hugely significant and important because it's when Jesus arrives here on earth, Emmanuel, God with us. And God is constantly surprising us because you would expect the entrance of the King of Kings to the world to be announced to the most important people around. Maybe the high priests and the leaders who had been um, teaching the people that one day the Messiah would come. But the announcement of the birth of Jesus isn't in a temple. It's, it's in a field with some ordinary shepherds, shepherds who had been told that they weren't good enough to be in God's presence, suddenly found themselves in the presence of God. Ordinary people like me and you got to hear the incredible news that God in the form of Jesus had arrived on planet Earth. The verses tell us that the glory of the Lord shone all around them. I wonder what that would have looked like. You can pay lots of money, can't you, to go to these beautiful 
um, light displays. In fact, if you are willing to pay £46 for a family, you can go to Chatsworth House where you can enjoy an interactive light and sound trail around the Chatsworth Gardens, featuring some of its best-loved landmarks, including the historic Cascade, Rock Garden and Maze. The light trail will culminate in a spectacular animated light show that transforms the house into, giant, uh, into a giant advent calendar. Sounds incredible. Let me keep going. 24 Christmas scenes emerging from 24 windows. Um, each scene has been inspired by the decorations in the house and our extensive collection of art and artefacts. Incredible. You know what? It would be that Chatsworth House display is nothing on that moment where the skies were filled with angels singing and the glory of the Lord shone around. That would have been utterly spectacular, literally out of this world beauty. And it's interesting though, isn't it, that we do love to see lights twinkling in the dark. I love, I, every, all the time I'm turning on our Christmas lights and then Tom's turning them off again. <laughs> when, we, when we go out and I'm like, no, we need them on. And Tom says, why? I said, but they're not for us, they're for other people to see. I love Christmas lights. I love seeing all the Christmas trees in the window, light in the dark. But we also quite like the dark sometimes, don't we? When, when Adam and Eve, going right back to the beginning, ate from the tree that they shouldn't have, they hid from God. And we can have a tendency to hide too. There's, there's a phrase, isn't there, that people talk about, about keeping things in the dark. We share only what we feel comfortable to share. We fear perhaps what people will think of us if they really know everything about us. And this glorious light that the shepherds got to experience would have felt like a spotlight aimed straight at them. There was no hiding in the dark in that moment. No wonder they felt terrified. Everything was exposed, not just because of the bright light, but because it was clear that God had sent these angels to be among them. But then the angel said, don't be afraid. They may, they may as well have said, we're not here to expose and shame you, but to tell you the best news ever. News that will give great joy for all people, including you. Sometimes people can think that, that God is a bit like Santa, that you have to be good to receive from him. God is nothing like Santa. God's love for us isn't dependent on our good behaviour. God knew every single one of those shepherds. He knew every single thing they'd ever done, the good, the bad and the ugly. And yet he chose to announce to them that his son Jesus had been born to save the world from its sin. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah. The Jewish people had been waiting for a saviour to come and rescue them, but they hadn't expected a saviour for all people. We still all need a saviour. Because if we're completely honest, we can have stuff in our lives that we'd really rather not have the spotlight shone on. We can have secrets that we feel ashamed about, things that we'd rather say in the dark. 
There are things that we feel uncomfortable talking about. They make us feel embarrassed and ashamed. We put on masks to try and hide how we really feel or or distract us from the pain that we feel inside. But the reason we celebrate Christmas um, and Jesus being born is because God gives us his son. As light comes into the world and exposes our hearts and lives, God says, I see, I see you. I see everything about you and I love you. I know everything about you and I love you. I love you more than you could ever imagine. I love you despite all your failures. I love you despite the brokenness you feel. I see you, all of you, your whole heart, and I love you. The Christmas story is the ultimate love story. With the birth of Jesus and, and later his death on the cross, God provides the way to set us free from sin and shame. When 33 years later, Jesus dies on a cross, he prays, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Whether you are someone who has has called themselves a Christian for many years or you've never really thought about it before, Jesus is offering you, he's offering us forgiveness and freedom today. He offers you peace in your heart. He says, I'm here with you in your pain and suffering and one day it will all be over. He offers you a hope and a future with him in heaven, where there will be no more pain. Christmas is so much more than good food and presents. I wonder if there are people here today who know all about Jesus, but have never really connected with him with their heart. Maybe you've taken Jesus for granted, but today you want to say yes to him. Yes to following him with your whole heart. Maybe you've never really thought about Jesus before and the impact he could have on your life. Maybe you've felt like you could never be good enough for God to love you. And today you've realised that that God loves you despite all the things you've done wrong. When we realise that God loves us, we can feel safe to say sorry to God for all the stuff we've done wrong and invite him into our hearts to take charge. Why not use the opportunity to to come before God and give him your heart again? Give him your heart maybe for the first time ever. We have so much to praise God for. We have so much to thank him for. Thanks for listening. Christchurch Manchester is one church that meets in various locations across Greater Manchester. To explore this sermon or learn more about our church, please navigate to the links provided in this podcast description. From there, you can connect with us on social media. And you're welcome to check out the music links featured in this episode from our very own musicians. You can also discover current events and information about where we meet on Sundays and various groups or community projects that you can join in with. If you're interested in knowing more about us or wish to join us for one of our meetings, please reach out. Simply drop us an email at hello at ccm.org.uk. We look forward to connecting with you.